episode 500 and legs 11 of the eventing radio show brought to you by the eventing riders association of north america we would like to thank our title sponsor bit of britain find everything for your eventing needs at bitofbritain.com i'm paul tapner coming to you this week from wiltshire uk and i'm ed holloway coming today from bromont in canada this week on the show, we are joined by British Olympian event rider Jeanette Breakwell. We're also joined by Ben Hobday, who is certainly not Olympian yet, but he's about to make his debut on the FEI Nations Cup representing GP. So I, this week, Liz is uh, actually not joining us. And as you will have heard in the introductions, I am joined by Ed Holloway. Now, Ed... Welcome to the Eventing Radio Show, and thank you for co-hosting with me this week. Absolute pleasure, Paul. It was really good to get your phone call, and yeah, good to be with you. Now, many, many event riders around the whole entire eventing world will know the sound of Ed's voice because Ed travels the world as a professional commentator. So, And uh, actually, because of uh, Ed's friendly nature, let's just put it like that, uh, it, many event riders also know Ed very well and very personally. So, uh, Ed, uh, I'm sure a vast number of our listeners will already uh, recognize your voice and will certainly uh, may already know you and may you know maybe your reputation precedes you uh, but uh, <laughs> tell our listeners uh, you know you're an eventing commentator uh, a professional one at that not only eventing but I think you do a little bit of show jumping and all that sort of thing so just tell our listeners a little bit about your uh, line of work. Yeah Paul I started commentating when I was 18 I've been eventing sort of since 13 years of age up to 20 um, I started completely by chance at 18, um, a little pony club event in, in Buckinghamshire in England. And I sort of loved, you know, the opening was fun, a bit nerve wracking, but I enjoyed, you know, talking about my friends. And it sort of went from there, really. I did the Young Rider Europeans at Nakan Castle all the way back in 99. And then Burley started the year after. And from sort of there, it spun on. And eventing is still my love. It's what I, you know, my, my passion. But show jumping has started over about the last five or six years. And now I commentate uh, every year in Gothenburg. So I did the Europeans uh, in Sweden last year. And Geneva is another one I do it in the winter as well. But, uh, you know, it's good to be doing. I've got five eventing shows now back to back. And uh, it's good to go back to the, the roots again. Five eventing shows back to back. So you're you're busier than most event riders all of the uh, time they spend on the road. And uh, so of those five back to backs, uh, where have they taken you to or from or about to go to? So at the moment, I'm in Bromont, my first trip to Quebec and Canada pool, which is a you know beautiful venue, uh, Olympic venue formerly. And Derek de Grazia has built some great courses, which I'm looking forward to seeing on Saturday. Um, I fly back on Sunday night into Europe and next week is Le Moulin and that's going to be live three and four star in Germany. Uh, and then I come back, I'll see Ben because I'm over for Great Meadows for the Nation's Cup for FEI TV. And then Fantastic. it's, yeah, then it's back to Stregon, uh, in Poland again for the Nation's Cup. Um, and then, yeah, I've got one in America again, um, for Mars Essex in New Jersey. So that they're my sort of five eventing shows back to back. So it's a, a good run of work. 
That is a good run of work. And one of the things that uh, certainly I find very uh, interesting these days in the world of eventing, and certainly equestrianism, that it's not just all about riding horses. You can be in this industry uh, and uh, have uh, very many varied jobs. There are so many jobs that we certainly don't necessarily think of to begin with when we think of uh, equestrianism or eventing uh, because the shows that we uh, all love to go to are getting bigger and better and more professional and more complex uh, all of the time uh, So uh, it, and more TV coverage as well. So uh, jobs such as uh, the, the commentators are, are certainly more professional. Now, Wiz, is there a, a commentator that you have ever modelled yourself on, aspired to or, or something, or is it just something that you totally just fell into like you, you described? Well, I started, as I say, totally by chance, Paul, but I mean, since I was a very young lad at sort of literally seven years of age, I sit in front of the TV and I just watch Babington and Burley on the BBC over and over again. And of course, that is Mike Tucker's great voice, which was my inspiration. And of course, we've lost Mike, which is tragic. Um, but he is the reason I think that most of the new generation of commentators are doing the job because he conveys so much energy, enthusiasm and knowledge. And he made a sport, you know, sound so superb. So it's actually because of Mike I'm doing what I'm doing these days. Well, that's truly amazing to hear that, Ed, because uh, we were lucky enough, Liz and I, to interview uh, Mike Tucker on this eventing radio show immediately after he announced his retirement from uh, professional or indeed BBC uh, commentary uh, after badminton I think it was last year almost and so uh, it was an amazing interview and I certainly found Mike uh, a very inspirational person even though uh, personally I, I, I'm not trying to be a, a commentator in my career I, I found him very inspirational how that he was you know especially at the early stages of his commentating he was riding at badminton at the same yeah, time incredible. as commentating i mean just a truly uh you know a, a remarkable person as well as a, a, an indication of how remarkable our sport is about how enthusiastic everybody gets and how passionate everybody gets about the sport of eventing yeah paul mike's versatility was incredible i, I commentated alongside him many years at burley for the young event horse classes and the knowledge he had and the depth of you know, the information on the breeding, you know, you'd be astounded. You'd be like, wow, this, and it's all off the top of his head. And not only could he do the horses, but then his cattle commentary was also totally exceptional. So Mike was, yeah, incredibly versatile. And I think the modern commentator can learn so much, but by the way, he uses his voice so dynamic that you have to listen because he's literally, you know, riding the emotional waves on the cross country. Yeah, indeed. And because he had evented himself to a very high level, he certainly had a massive understanding of it. He was also an event director. He was also a cross-country course designer exactly. at the very highest level. I believe he designed at the World Championships. Uh, uh, I'm not even going to try and guess which year, but probably it, one of the years that uh, that Jeanette… Um, it was. Uh, it was Hareth in 2002. Hareth, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it was Tucker's course that Jeanette… Exactly. So Jeanette uh, had uh, was it? What did Jeanette do it? And did she do a silver medal, or did she yeah. was that her it, first or something? Exactly, individual silver. Yeah, in her ref. 
So there you go. It's uh, an amazing link there between uh, Mr. Holloway, who's uh, chatting with me freely now, our our late Mr. Tucker, but much admired Mr. Tucker, and uh, the the much admired over to you and Jeanette Breakwell, who we'll be talking to in just a few minutes. So Ed, I'm sure you and I could keep talking for eternity over such things, but I'm sure our listeners have probably heard enough of our voices. So we will get on to our first guest after this from Bit of Britain. Hi, I'm Jenny Brannigan, and I'm here to introduce to you Nunfiner's Soft Grip Rubber Reins. Rubber reins are a must in any situation where your grip might be compromised. Reins sweat from your horse's neck or from your nervous palms. These reins are a favorite of many upper-level riders, and they are super for show jumping and cross-country alike. Unlike rubber reins of the old days, these reins are supple and they aren't bulky since they are only 5 eighths of an inch wide. The leather proportions are beautiful bridled leather and are only 3 centimeters more narrow than the rubber. The attachment to your bit is made with convenient, top-quality buckles. The Nunfiner Soft Grip Rubber Reins come in both black or Havana brown leather with your choice of white, black, brown, royal blue, or red rubber. The reason why I like to use John's Soft Grip Rubber Reins. They're actually soft while still being strong and durable. I also like to use them on the flat. They're good for feeling soft, elastic connection to the bit. Joining us now on the Eventing Radio Show, we are very privileged to be welcoming a British Olympic event rider and a very, very legendary one at that. It's Jeanette Breakwell. Jeanette, welcome to the Eventing Radio Show. Thank you very much. Now, Jeanette, you are very, very famed for um, one particular horse who uh, led you to uh, numerous championships and was um, a, a real pathfinder of the British team for a long time, and that is the legendary Over to You. And now, um, I've heard on the grapevine that Over to You might have been celebrating a good birthday this week. Uh, yes, that's right. Um, Jack, as we call him, he's uh, he turned 30 yesterday. That was his actual birthday, and uh, we we had a, a bit of a a bit of a party to celebrate. Well, 30 for any horse is an absolute milestone, and uh, it, it is quite <clears throat> testament to the horse's uh, toughness that he was actually known for that throughout his whole event career and competed to a very high level uh, right to a very ripe old age. Just tell our listeners uh, a, a little bit about, you know, just first of all, the, the later years as to how old he went and what he was doing in his, in his last few years of eventing. Okay, well, I mean, Jack's a, a, a full thoroughbred, and uh, he very much he was very much very light on his on his feet. Um, you know, it's quite tricky in a dressage. He went a bit like a teapot, but that helped him with his jumping. In that, um, you know, he covered the ground very easily. He was a good galloper, and therefore, I think because he was so light on his feet, he uh, stayed sound for so long. Um, and you know, he never really had any major injuries he, he cracked a splint bone one year running on hard ground and just had a bit of time off and uh, had another uh, splint uh, appeared somewhere and that's been it really so you know he's had a, an amazing career and because he's been so sound we, we we were able to just keep going and going um, and I think he did his last four star I think when he was 19 I'm sure it was. He did badminton when he was 19. Well, there's, there's not many horses uh, that uh, can go round a four-star at age 19. Certainly that uh, sees most event horses out of their career. And even more so, I mean, I know you speak very highly of the way he galloped and, the, and his uh, confirmation and his breeding, 
but we have to remember that I would have thought a vast majority of those uh, uh, four stars that he did might have been with Steeplechase and Rosentrax. Was he? Am I am I right in guessing? Yeah, that or not? no, ab- absolutely. I think the the last four star he did with the um, uh, with the uh, Steeplechase and the Rosentrax was badminton. Um, it might have been. No, it wasn't Burley. It was but the, the last year Badminton had it. He was the last horse to go around the steeplechase there. The, the very last horse. So uh, I can't remember what year that, that would have been. Was that 2000? <laughs> You're okay. I can't remember either. <laughs> oh, God, I... I really can't remember. It's been it's been it's been that long. But yeah, you're right. He would have done at least um, two thirds of his uh, cross country courses round uh, the the long format. And Jeanette, hi, it's Ed Holloway here. Hi, Ed. Jeanette, I mean, I loved commentating and watching over to you and you guys as pathfinders for the British team. Always set the sort of tone around the big cross country courses. What's your sort of best and you know brightest memory looking back over your sort of British rides? Um, I think the the one that really sticks out, obviously, is uh, winning the individual silver medal at the World Equestrian Games in Hareth in 2002. Um, you know, and that was a really tricky course. I remember the um, there was a water obstacle earlier on in the course and there wasn't many horses that managed to go clear uh, through, through the straight route. It was really, really tricky. Um, and being first to go, you know, I couldn't have known what carnage it was going to cause. So I just kept my head down and kept kicking and pointed Jack at the fences and uh, away he went. Um, so I think the ignorance was bliss, really. I didn't know much about the course, so I just read <laughs> what was in front of me. And Jeanette, I mean, you fell into the role as Pathfinder and you kept that role for many years. I mean, how did that happen in the first place? Was it a discussion with you and the team trainers or did they say, Jeanette, will you go um, first? How did it all arise? Yeah, it's, I remember the year. It was, um, it was my first time on the team. It was in 98 in uh, Lemoulin. I'd actually been on the team the year before in Petoni at the Worlds, but was just an individual. Um, so, yeah, going to Germany. I'd had a really good run round Burley the week before on a lovely mare called Melford Bell. And I think because obviously I'd had a really good run, my confidence was high. And um, I think it was uh, Chris Bartle was out with us was that year as well. And, um, you know, he said, right, Jeanette, you're on, you're on form. You've been going well. You can be our pathfinder. So, it, you know, it went to plan. It all went well. And I gave the team good feedback. Um, you know, and then we, we were on a, on a roll as a British team for quite a few years after that. You certainly were on a roll, and that certainly cemented your job as the Pathfinder. And over to you and yourself were certainly known as the British team Pathfinder. It was almost a, an, a given every time a selection would come around. I'd go, well, Jeanette and over to you are going to go first, aren't they? And uh, it, it seemed to always be that way. Uh, that's our recollection of it anyway. And certainly, Jeanette, you've already mentioned a, a huge number of, of high-caliber events, and you've you know dropped years here of, of this championship and that championship and this medal and all that sort of thing so just give our, list, our listeners a, a bit of an idea of the horse's career at the top level you know how many four stars did he do how many badmintons did he do how many championships did you do with him um you know i'm sure you know all of the statistics off by heart so uh well i hope you do <laughs> so just give I'll, our, I'll, our I'll listeners try. a clue <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll try so i mean basically he did uh he did eight championships. Uh, he's won eight medals in in total. Um, he, I, I think he he completed badminton 
seven times, I think. It's either six or seven times. He's, he's, what, he's, the, he's the, uh, one of the few horses to have done, been round the most times. Uh, there was one time when we had a fall late on in the course, and that was the first year that they brought, brought in the rule that if you have a fall, you're eliminated. So it was nearly another completion. Um, and then I suppose whatever championships was at four-star level, he did so there was two two Olympics. Um, he did, I think he did four Europeans there or at three-star level. And he actually only ever did one Burley um, because he was never available to do Burley because he was always on a team. So the first year that he wasn't on a team was in 2000 and, uh, 2006, I think. Um, he did Badness in the spring and finished fourth. And I was a bit surprised not to have been selected for the team that year, but he was, he was 18. Um, which there is a there is a kind of uh, I think it's a written rule now, but there was an un- an unwritten rule that you know 16 was kind of the cutoff point. But he actually did Blenheim Europeans as a 17 year old. But I suppose that that being in England, there wasn't too much travelling to do. Um, so yeah, the, the following year he was forced at Babington. I was a bit shocked not to have been put on the team, despite the fact that he was 18. So he did Burley for the first time that year, and I think he finished seventh. So well, it only did one Burley because the rest of the time he was busy uh, representing Great Britain. And Jeanette, how do you sort of spend most of your time now? Now you've got a little bit more time on your hands. I know you were eventing last year. What sort of keeps you busy, yep. and what keeps Jack busy in, in your sort of you know retirement? Uh, well, I, I say Jack's retired. He's retired from competing, but he's, you know, he's still in work. Um, and he, he's never not been in work. He's, you know, he's, he's, he gets work three days a week. Um, he goes hacking. He takes the four-year-olds out hacking, you know, solid as a rock on the roads. Um, and I think because he's sound, we keep him in work. And I think um, he's sound because he stays in work because his muscles are all good. Um, and, you know, he looks better this year than he looked last year. He looks a little bit... His age last year, whereas this year you could have you could knock knock ten years off him. That um, is totally time, incredible that you're still working him age thirty. I mean, yeah, most horses are not remarkable. alive age thirty, but you're still working him age thirty. I mean, truly remarkable to your horsemanship, um, Jeanette. I mean, we you can give credit to the horse, but he's been with you um, since what age have you had him? I've been riding him since four-year-old, so so four-year-old. So basically, yeah. his whole riding career, you you've yeah. you've been the one that's managing. So I mean, uh, all credit due to yourself and your team along the years that have uh, looked after Jack so impeccably to uh, allow him to have such an amazing life and and still be in work. It's just amazing to hear that. And um, Jeanette, I know you're still eventing yourself, um, but uh, you know we haven't seen you on those um, the, as that team uh, role for a while. So uh, just tell our listeners what's happening in your eventing career these days well uh, it's it's not for not wanting but you know i desperately want to be on teams again you know i've got i've got the experience uh, i've got a wonderful setup at home to train all the horses i'm just lacking horsepower at the minute i've got some nice young horses i've got some really good owners um you know and it's it's trying to find those good horses um you know without stepping on people's toes which is not my style um but you know, it, it is literally just lack of horsepower that's stopping me from uh, getting where I want to want to be again, really. But I'm doing loads of coaching, loads of teaching people. I really enjoy that. So I've got some nice young horses um, coming through. Uh, I could just do with a few more in the stable. And Jeanette, we're right in thinking you've got a, a book about over to you. Tell us a little bit about that, you know, so people can read his and your incredible story. 
Uh, yeah, no, I'd, um, a lady called Hilary Manners uh, wrote it a few years ago now. I suppose it was the year he he retired, so, I don't know, 10, ten, ten years ago. Um, and, you know, I've got a, a few books left. Um, it's a... It's a good it's a good read. There's lots of pictures in there which all, always helps. Um and it just covers his career and my career with him. Um, you know, because he, he's he's such a unique special horse. Well, do you have any idea um how I, I know you said you've got a few copies left, but is is for any of our listeners able to buy that online or anywhere like that? Is it only for him yourself? Do they have to email you, find you on the website? What how can listeners get a hold of the copy of that book if they're interested? Uh, yeah, in no, absolutely. I I'm sure uh, there is a link on my website uh for people to buy them. Definitely. Well, um, and there's a p- part of the proceeds from the, the book goes towards um spinal research as well. Well, even more the reason why we should be all going out and buying a copy. So um, sell yourself to the world, Jeanette. Now, you know, I know you're sort of of, uh, of, of my age group that maybe not so keen on social media, but I'm sure you've, you are leading the way in your Instagram account, your Snapchat account, your Twitter account, your Weibo account and Facebook and all those things. And clearly you've got a website you've just told us. So sell yourself to our listeners. How can they follow you on all? of the social media channels and the and the uh, old websites uh i'm afraid i'm only on facebook <laughs> um it's so time consuming and and i'm frightened of the damn things um because i'm scared of pressing the wrong thing and putting the wrong thing uh you know cause it's in front of the big big wide world really but i i've been telling myself right i must get better i must do more and and i have been uh slightly better but i'm just not very good at blowing my own trumpet and and that kind of thing i'm a, a fairly shy person but uh, i probably just need to give myself a kick at the arse <laughs> indeed uh, that's fine we will of course search out all of your uh, facebook links and your website links and put it on our own website for our listeners to be able to oh, thank you. track you down and hopefully buy jack's book uh jeanette thank you very much for your time and telling us all about jack's career and uh, i wish you all the very best for uh, the rest of your eventing season brilliant thank you ever so much The Eventing Riders Association of North America is the collective voice of riders, equine professionals, and owners in pursuit of enhancing the growing sport of eventing in North America. In cooperation with our members, governing bodies, related committees, and organizers, ERA of NA works to improve the overall welfare, safety, visibility, and growth of the sport. ERA of NA, your voice matters for the sport of eventing. Jump in and engage by becoming a member today. Find them online at www.eraofna.com. We're delighted now to go across to Bramham in northern Yorkshire, where Ben Hobday is with us. Ben, welcome to the radio show. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm good, Ben. Now, just tell us about your eventing at the moment. You've had a good start to the season. Um, badminton went well and the ERM and Chatsworth. And you've just come back from Houghton Hall, I think. Tell us about your start yeah. to 2018. Uh, well, it's been a little bit slow with uh, plenty of cancellations. But, um, yeah, the horses have been going well. The young horses stepping up have uh, done well. We've had a few winners early on in the season. 
and um, they're just starting their international uh, debuts now. Um, Shadowman stepped up at Houghton, and uh, he's here now at Bramham. So uh, yeah, it's all very exciting. And Ben, tell us about your brilliant Mulry's era, your wonder cob. Tell us about badminton with him. Yeah, well, he uh, he was meant to come to America last year for the Nations Cup, and um, we kind of thought thought then we might retire him after that, but uh, it wasn't to be, unfortunately. And um, Sally, the owner, um, she handed him over to me, uh, which is great. And um, so I just gave him time off, and then we went hunting all season. And he, f- he felt so good out hunting that I thought, oh, sack it, we'll get an entry in, and we'll see what happens. So um, we we took him. We took him just just to give him a good run around, really, and um, let him finish on a high sort of thing. And he gave me a fantastic ride. The weather got to him a little bit. It's quite hot there, and the ground was a little bit soft in places. And uh, you know, but he, he really showed, uh, you know, that he's a real brave, brave horse with a you know a heart of a lion, and and pulled through to the end. So we were, it was it was a good show for us. And Ben, that's the amazing thing about. At eventing, there's so many different horses that can, you know, get to the top level with the right heart and the right, you know, courage and with the right partnership. And you know, Mulry's was is a different kind of horse. Just tell us a little bit about your sort of partnership with him. Yeah, well, when I first started riding him, I got quite a few comments off my friends, off of random people saying, "What you're riding that cob for?" And I, you know, I'm a no, we would never that do that, there. Ben. Yeah, I think Tapner was one of the bullies <laughs> out there. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, but, you know. I like proving people wrong and uh, the horse is lovely. You know, he gives me a great feel. I've always liked working with him and, and we have a bit of fun. The owner's brilliant. She's, you know, she stood by me through thick and thin and we, we go out there, try and do the best we can, but try and, you know, make sure that the horse's welfare, welfare is, is priority. And, you know, he, he went two star, then he went three star and we thought the journey had end and then he went four star and he just, he's the horse that kept on giving. So um, it, it's nice that, We've had such a great time, but it's also nice that I think um, possibly the general public with with horses that maybe they don't believe can achieve certain things, you know, they can see what I call a normal everyday horse exceeding expectations. So um, we've had a lot of very kind messages and support of people and it's, um, it's, it's been real nice. Brilliant. And Ben, you're coming across to the USA to Great Meadows for the British Nations Cup team in just a few weeks. That's pretty exciting. USA. USA. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that uh, you know, next adventure. Yes, yeah, so I got asked the other day um, to, to, to come on the Nations Cup team, which is absolutely amazing. And um, to, to do it in America as well is even more exciting because um, I love the States. And, um, you know, me and the team are really looking forward to it. The horse we're bringing along, I think a lot of him, um, he's an eight-year-old, just stepped up to three-star, but um, he was novice champion last year at Gatcom and uh, finished 10th at Le Leon. And, and I've had him since he was a two-year-old, so it's, um, it, you know, it feels like a, a real family thing. So uh, really excited to be coming over and uh, hopefully we can give them Yankees uh, a run for the money. Well, uh, I'm sure you will be giving them a run for their money and uh, giving it your all. And I'm just looking at the list here. And you're lucky enough, Ben, that not only uh, are you uh, on the team uh, with Shadow Man, but uh, you've got a direct reserve there in Saleto H. So um, you've certainly got a little bit of depth in your team at the moment. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool, that, doesn't it? 
<laughs> it does uh, sound pretty cool. Yeah, I've got a direct reserve, so you're just you're guaranteed. So make sure you keep them all sound. And um, yeah. looking at that uh, list, um, you're on the team with a, a, a bit of an, a, a GB Olympic legend uh, in what? Leslie Law. The so um, that's a that's a little bit uh, a, a bit exciting, isn't it? Have you uh, have you ever met Leslie? Have you had much to do with him? Because I would have thought most of your career in an eventing, Leslie's actually been based in the USA. Yeah, I've, I've met him a few times. He's actually here at Bramham this week. Um, he seems a real nice guy, and uh, you know, when you've got a gold medalist, an individual gold medalist on your team, you know, uh, I think it gives you a little bit of confidence. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping to, to watch him and, and learn as much as we can from him and hopefully he'll um, give us uh, the right advice as well to, to do what he's, he normally does, I suppose, you know. Yeah, what he normally does, as in win gold medals. Yeah, so winning some exactly. medals on your Nations Cup team would be quite good, wouldn't it? Now, Ben, is, is exactly. this your first Nations Cup representation for uh, GB? It is, yeah. yeah. We're, like I said, we were meant to come last year and um, Mr. Moore wasn't quite right and the other horses um, were sort of a little bit inexperienced for, for doing this kind of thing. And, um, you know, after Shadowman's performance at Houghton and um, a few other events, it um, it feels like the time has come. So um, You've got the nod I, and you're I, I ready to go. Lucky. Oh, very good. Yeah. And so not only is it exciting because it's your first Nations Cup representation, but it's very exciting because you're travelling overseas to compete overseas. Now, I know you have spent a bit of time in the States doing some riding and training, but uh, is, will this be your first time flying any of your own competition horses? Yeah, it will be. Yeah, actually. Um, we've, we've, uh, we've not flown any of our horses before, so uh, I'm excited to, to learn about the process. And we've got a great team uh, with um, the grooms that are going over and um, the GB squad are, are, are great with us. So, um, you know, I'm going to try and take it all in, learn as much as I can and, um, and hopefully um, Shadow Man will be feeling uh, fit and ready to go when we get there. And Paul, just um, Ben, just looking at Bramham this week ahead, what kind of a course has Ian Stark built for Saturday? Is it his normal stamp of bold and attacking? Yeah, Ian only knows uh, one way and that's the best way. <laughs> Big, bold and scary. Technical, the whole lot. He's put it all in there. Um, you know, I think um, Ian does a real good job. Um, with his course design and his team, you know, David Evans building, uh, they really come together well. Um, some big scary jumps out there, but um, you know, I think if you ride it right, you reward you. So um, you know, we're just thinking positive, and uh, we'll do the best we can. And Ben, you've walked the course, of course. And are you going to take on the straight routes, or is there the odd place you're going to go long and play safe? No, I, I, you know, Shadow Man is only a young horse, but. Um, you know we're well prepared so the plan is to go straight everywhere and put our foot to the floor um but you know i think it's important to note that he is a young horse and we'll just have to see how he feels on the day but you know as far as the plan goes so far it's um it's uh, full throttle so ben um one of my favorite things about the eventing radio show is the truly global nature in the way we do things now i'm going to let our listeners in on a little clue that uh mr ed holloway who uh, is an english commentator is actually in canada doing this interview i'm sat in a, a dark and dingy office uh, in wiltshire um but i think you're somewhere more exotic ed did allude to it at the beginning of the uh, the the interview and he certainly asked the questions now which uh, give away where you are but i think we've just dragged you away from something quite exciting 
Yeah, are you talking to me? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, where are you? Where, where are you conducting this interview from? Because sometimes people are in the middle of a lesson, they're, in, they're pulling in hay, they're at a pub, they're at home. It could be anywhere. So whereabouts in the world are you? I've, I've just walked away from the bar at the drinks party at Bramham. So, um, you know, it shows how important this interview is to me. Cause, uh, <laughs> and uh, have you dressaged today or do you dressage tomorrow? I've got uh, one tomorrow morning, but I did uh, one today as well. Two today. Two today. Uh, well, very busy. And thank you for dragging yourself away from the dance floor to talk to uh, Ed and myself and let our listeners know about your adventures into the USA uh, for USA. the USA for the upcoming uh, Nations Cup there. Now, Ben, whilst you're enjoying life, tell our listeners how they can enjoy it along with you by finding you on you social media. Yeah, okay. If you want to follow us on social media, check us out on Instagram. Um, I'm most of the time, looking like an idiot, but it's a bit of crack, it's a bit of fun. Um, I think Instagram is actually my favourite. Snapchat used to be, and then it's gone a bit downhill. So I'm all for the for the Insta parties. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's all about Insta. <laughs> Well, Ben, thank you very much for your time on the Eventing Radio Show and good luck in your dressage tomorrow. And we look forward to seeing your performance in your FEI Eventing Nations Cup debut in the USA very shortly. Thanks for listening to the Eventing Radio Show presented by Eventing Riders Association of North America. You can learn more about the Eventing Riders Association of North America at the website E-R-A of na.com find the links to today's guests and topics at eventingradio.com follow eventing radio on facebook you've just got to search the eventing radio show and of course we're on twitter our twitter handle is at eventing radio listen to eventing radio anytime anywhere with the free horse radio network app for iphone and android Go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. You can also subscribe via iTunes. Thanks again to our title sponsor, Bit of Britain. Find everything for your eventing needs at bitofbritain.com. I've been tappers in your ears and you can find me and follow me on the website tapnereventing.com, on Instagram tapnereventing, on Facebook tapnereventing team and i think there's even a twitter account at tapner eventing and i am ed holloway thank you very much for listening and i look forward to seeing you somewhere out on the eventing circuits <laughs>